Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 12th of the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two in our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. We are live six days a week. On the Sabbath, we rest two hours a day, hard-hitting talk. We start with a recap of yesterday's show. First on, we had our guest, Mr. Chris Carlson, doing a phenomenal job. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. All things liberty discussed. Red-handed, incredible book, ladies and gentlemen. Red-handed, how American elites get rich. Peter Schweitzer's book. Tops New York Times bestseller list, believe it or not. Hard-hitting, investigative, expose between the CCP, that's the Communist Chinese Party, yeah, and what? American elites. Yeah, a best-selling book, nonfiction, just great, great reporting, ladies and gentlemen. Think about the American elite and the CCP. And we go on to highlight through the hour really what's going on, how red-handed the book documents it, how we see in the news it's documented everywhere. Look, the hazard of a Chinese businessman with close ties to the top ranks of Beijing's spy agency conducting financial transactions with the son of a U.S. vice president, ladies and gentlemen. That cannot be overstated, that relationship and how dangerous that is. How did this not set off national security or ethics alarm bells in Washington, D.C.? is a mystery in and of itself, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, the Biden connection really tells the story, ladies and gentlemen. As far as we can tell, ladies and gentlemen, resident Biden's son, and the, and the point isn't that we forgot he's president, but we're saying resident because he never legitimately became president, right? So resident Biden, that's Joe, his son, Hunter Biden, he didn't hold any official office in federal government or anything like that. So how is it then that he's able to arrange a meeting between the vice president and 30 Chinese communist top-level officials. How does that happen? Answer, treason. That's how. You can say, whoa, Sam, hold on now. That's a strong word there, treason, buddy. You're darn right it is. But when you're the son of a vice president, eventually the man that becomes president, and you literally get ties to top communist Chinese leaders, you don't do that on your own. You don't do that just because, like, hey, I'm a good businessman. It's all about business. You know, Hunter doesn't have a track record of being a great businessman. 
Where did he get on the international stage in the first place? Where would he get the clout for these people to even give him the time of day to meet him? Right? Think about it. Hunter Biden somehow has the wherewithal to connect with all these, quote, international global communist leaders. But yet I can't even get a hold of Hunter Biden if I tried, right? Ladies and gentlemen, Hunter Biden tried to strike an exceedingly lucrative forever business deal with a state-owned Chinese energy company. Yeah. they. By the way, that's been sanctioned by the United States over its ties to the Chinese military. That's according to the latest emails unearthed from Hunter's laptop. Okay. How on earth would this all happen? Right? The oil deal also involved Devin Archer, Biden's longtime business partner. Where would we get Devin Archer to be friends with Biden's son, Hunter? Look, Hunter is a well-known drug abuser, a well-known womanizer. How does he just get so much money and so many international ties? He's treated like a rock star businessman on the global stage. How does that happen? Nancy Pelosi, not one went behind Joe and Hunter's scandals. Nancy Pelosi, gatekeeper of Chinese oppression. Yeah, so now you got ties in the executive branch and ties in the congressional branch for the communist infiltration of the United States, right? We talked about this Eileen Gu, born and raised in California, skiing for China. On balance, did the report. Yeah, she's an American Olympian that won gold in the freestyle skiing competition in the Beijing Olympics. Here's the problem. She grew up in America. She's an American citizen, but she's not representing the United States, ladies and gentlemen. Her mother's Chinese, but she is an American, an American citizen, born and raised in California. But somehow she decided to represent the communist nation of China in the Olympics after being offered over a million dollars to get that done. How does Eileen get such a connection? How does Hunter get such a connection? Yeah, how does Bill Gates get such a connection? Okay, I guess Bill Gates, you could say maybe that guy, uh, you know, he's a software global leader. You know, maybe he met some Chinese officials and but Microsoft on China, Bill Gates has quite the fondness for China. He said of this Chinese leader, how do you say it? Xi Jinping, is that how you say the guy's name? He says, we discussed the area of science where China is leading in a lot of ways and willing to invest. That's something I discussed with President Xi. And I'm impressed of how hard President Xi works and how he's involved in the committee, in the committees that are looking at this problem and that problem, and he's quite amazing. He's able to contribute in a number of ways. That's Microsoft, Bill Gates on the communist nation of China. How do we get this deal? Now, the Ping Shui incident, or Shui incident, whatever, it's a sexual harassment incident. These leaders are all Hunter Biden. Yeah, had a baby, lied about it with a hooker, whatever the deal, right? Whoa, hold on. Man, don't you find sex and power and fame and all rolled into one most of the time? 
Communism, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is a gateway drug to globalism. We need to understand that it's the globalists like the Rothschilds and other banking families, the Rockefellers, the Schiffs, the Warburgs, right? It's those people that are really in control. That's who control all nations, the bankers. Not really communism. The communist leaders think that they're so important, but they're really not. They just think that. They'll be betrayed sometime in the end. That's for sure. Chris Carlson with me on Friday morning's first hour. Relayed a personal encounter with a Chinese foreign exchange student. He basically talked about, hey, tell me about your country, Chris asks. The foreign exchange student says, hey, I can't talk about my country. I'm being monitored. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been infiltrated by the communists from top to bottom. Or bottom to top, if that's a better way to say it. Let's be very clear. It is a tragic situation, that's for sure. And that was yesterday's first hour with Chris Carlson, a killer hour. By the way, Chris deserves the credit for a lot of the topics we discussed during his hour. Uh, He uh, researches, he studies. It's what every American ought to do. Just great, great commentary, great content. Um, Anyways, Peter Schweischer's book, Red Handed, incredible source for discovery, to say the least. All right, second hour, we head on Dr. Scott Bradley. His lifelong goal and collegiate series to preserve the nation. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com. And we talked about the U.S. trucker convoy to Washington gathers steam. And the Department of Homeland Security is warning law enforcement partners is what they call it. Wow. I didn't know that the Department of Homeland Security had law enforcement partners, but there they go. Anyway, they're warning law enforcement partners of planned demonstrations among truck drivers to protest vaccine mandates could disrupt both the Super Bowl coming up this weekend and President Biden's first State of the Union address on March 1st. That's according to The Hill and other newspapers. Now, my problem with that all is this. Why is the government ratcheting up the concern when later on the story, in that same article, they say there's no credible threat yet? But they're warning about it. Are they itching for a fight? Are they ramping up the infiltration, the agent government provocateurs to make sure that it disrupts and causes problems? So far, it's been peaceful. In fact, there's people reporting on the ground in Canada saying, those who tell you in the mainstream press that it's violent, that it's crazy, they lie. We wondered about it. We went down and saw the truckers, talked to many of them. Excuse me, talked to many of them, and it was incredibly peaceful. What do you say? Who do you believe, right? I believe the truckers are good, genuine, honest people who mean well. I believe government provocateurs, though, like they do in almost every modern case, you have a peaceful assembly, and they turn it violent into a riot. Provocateurs at the helm. Why? They don't want us to peacefully assemble. They don't want us to push for a redress of grievance. They've shut us down in the courts. Now they're trying to shut us down in the public square as well. They've shut us down in the elections too, right? Election fraud everywhere. Anyway, it was a great, great time with Scott Bradley. I'll tell you more in seconds. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. 
More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. For decades, leftist, liberal, socialists, and feminists have been screaming and crying, my body, my choice, in order to justify the premeditated murder of innocent children in the womb. However, this is a fallacious argument since science has proven and demonstrated that the baby has a separate set of DNA from the mother. If it's not your DNA, it's not your body. That is science, and you should trust the science. Remarkably, the same people who have been claiming my body, my choice for decades now want to force you to inject foreign substances into your body against your will. Obviously, they never cared about my body, my choice. They just wanted to control you and have permission to kill babies. I am Ammon Bundy, and when you elect me governor of Idaho, I will sign an executive order on day one of my governorship prohibiting abortion in the state of Idaho. Because premeditated murder of the innocent should never be legal anywhere in the world, especially Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in the middle of the recap of yesterday's broadcast still. Wow, we covered a lot of information. We're talking about the second hour that we had Dr. Scott Bradley with us. We're talking about the truckers' scandal going on. Why do I say scandal? Because I believe the truckers are genuine, good, honest, moral people. And they're, uh, to some degree, winning. I'm not downing them, and I'm not not willing to back them. I think they're great, great, great people doing a great thing. But you know what? Government, I believe, is so criminal. They don't want peaceful assemblies. They don't want people to push for a redress of grievance in any way. They don't want free speech and free association at all. And so they're literally going to infiltrate these things and cause problems for the peaceful truckers movement, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the government is right now changing it from a soft war to a hard war on the people, sad to say. Uh, the proof in the pudding is, hey, GoFundMe was used by the truckers to raise $8 bucks. They freaked when they realized how much money we the people could raise in an instant for a worthy cause. And then what happened is GoFundMe decided, well, we're going to steal the money and then donate it to tr uh, charity to be on um, omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, whatever, all these terms that would denote thuggery under the guise of charitable contribute. But they lie. It would be stolen money. So they finally realized how dishonest it was, and they decided to refund the money. They still circumvented the money going where the people intended it to go. Shame on GoFundMe. They ought to be sued and closed down over their abuses. Because whose money is it? It's we the people's. Where did we want it to go? To the truckers. And you put together a, a GoFundMe organization to make that happen, and now you betray your very purpose. Well, anyway, Give, Send, Go uh, is a, another organization. And so the people turned to Give, Send, Go, and, hey, now the court freezes $8 million to Give, Send, Go. 
Okay, and then Ottawa cops stole gas from the truckers, lied to the press, and arrested people that were peaceful. This is out of control, ladies and gentlemen. Now judge orders Ottawa police to return all fuel. And it says that they seized, but I would say that they stole. Okay, they're stealing money. They're stealing gas resources. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about secret spending and dark money. The deep, spa- the deep state decries dark money, but uses it over and over against we the people. Right? That's what's going on. It's a shame and a half. And uh, so we talked about this with Dr. Bradley. Now, I believe the truckers are good, honest, sincere people doing the best they can. And they really are just simply saying, look, we want to be able to cross the northern border of the United States, southern border of Canada, uh, and we don't want to be forced to take a vaccine to be able to do that. Shame on both countries for mandating this. And the truckers are just simply saying, we're not going to take it. We're going to protest. Well, now the governments don't like the protest. They're calling them insurrections or terrorists or threats or, well, there's not really a credible threat, but there could be. And all this dishonest manipulation because the government doesn't know what to do with the quandary they're in. What the government needs to do is quit dishonestly, immorally, unconstitutionally using your positions against the people. You don't have authority to do that. And you need to know that, ladies and gentlemen. You need to understand, government bureaucrats, that you can't just be dictators. That's not the way it's supposed to work in America. Or Canada, for that matter, right? But all I can say is I don't understand where we're going to end up with this. I believe the governments will not back down. I believe the... Folks who want tyranny and terrorism and all this, who want to destroy the greatest country on the face of the earth, I don't believe they're going to back down. They might back off temporarily um, to look like the good guys or to not, you know, have people really connect all the dots of who's who in this soft war they've created. Okay, but the reality is they won't back down. They'll back off for a time, but they'll come, they'll come, they'll come. They won't ever give up. You got to understand that. Okay, tyranny never goes away. It's forced back by moral, good, honest citizens, obeying the commandments of God Almighty, spending time with the traditional God-ordained family, and insisting that the country mirrors that morality in the people and in the fundamental unit of society, the family, okay? That's the only way tyranny is stopped or reduced or backed off. But the second the people come in moral, the second the people turn away from eternal vigilance, the second somebody is allowed to get too much power, they will exploit it. You give them an inch, they'll take a mile idea, right? We got to know that. We got to realize that. We got to understand that. We got to be more than aware of that is the point, ladies and gentlemen. We got to absolutely be aware of that. All right. Americans are sick of it, though, ladies and gentlemen. And they're really taking action to the best of their own ability to do something about it. Did you know that? They really are. And you would say, well, Americans are at fault for a lot of these things. And see, I don't see it that way. Um, I agree that Americans should be more eternally vigilant. I believe Americans should be more engaged. I get all that and agree with all that. But I don't totally just hold the American people responsible for a lot of what's going on. Why do you say that? Sam, you say, well, because I'll give you an example. 
Americans are taking great action within their own sphere. Think how many people have pushed back and fought against vote fraud. A lot of us. Think about how many people have really, really, really said, I'm not taking the vaccines, or I'm not wearing the mask, or I'm, you know, a lot, a lot of us have done that. People are willing to take serious action for freedom, to protect their way of life. But you know what? They're being shut down at the courts. They're being shut down at the election box or the ballot box. They're being shut down in the public square. Okay, Americans are also taking even greater action. Listen to this. Americans moved to Texas, Florida, and Alabama as more work from home since COVID. All right, so since Americans are working from home now, uh, thanks to COVID, this is one kind of silver lining of the cocoa, if you will. But here's the deal. Um, Americans want to have a better life. Americans want to be out of debt, although the current fiat money system makes it very hard to be out of debt. People want to pay less taxes. People want a narrow, smaller, limited, restrained government. Okay, many Americans are moving south to Florida, Tennessee, Texas, as more are able to work from home. Um, and a lot of them are trying to live closer to family reports find. So see, people even realize how important family is, okay? Texas, Florida, Alabama, since COVID, Tennessee, right? They say some do it for the cost of living decreases. Others do it for comfort, to be closer to loved ones. That's incredible. Some say even for that new job. But whatever the reason, Americans are still on the move in 2021. They say that's the first full year that we have, you know, in its totality during the COVID, if you will. Several reports show that we're moving in droves. Pew Research says 26.5 million people moved from one home in the United States to another between March 2020 and March 2021. That's huge, folks, isn't it? And that number is just staggering. About 800,000 fewer moved in the same time between 2019 uh, and 2020. Based on the uh, most current data available, from the Census Bureau's current population survey. Many of them migrated to the South. That's according to studies conducted by, what do they call this? National Moving Council Housing Experts. (laughs) Wow, I didn't know we had that group. Here's where folks are moving and why they say, Americans moved to Florida, South Carolina, Arizona, most Americans, believe it or not, headed south with South Carolina, West Virginia, Florida, Alabama, and Tennessee among the most popular destinations. According to a recent study by by United Van Lines, North American Van Lines, 
they all reported similar findings to back up the stu- the uh, other study. So you've got multiple studies um, validating this reality. Now, it's interesting because everybody's for the most part going south. They say, however, Vermont followed by South Dakota were the most popular states to move to overall, according to United Van Lines. I find this interesting. So there's a lot of states being considered, right? New jobs are helping people to relocate as well. A lot of people are switching jobs, right? We'll talk about it more in detail on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Biden is set to speak with Russian President Vladimir Putin on Saturday. This as a Russia invasion of Ukraine could be imminent. We encourage all American citizens who remain in Ukraine to depart immediately. We want to be crystal clear on this point. Any American in Ukraine should leave as soon as possible and in any event in the next 24 to 48 hours. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan also calling it an urgent situation. The White House says President Biden is on the side of Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and they've been talking about the ongoing blockade of key bridges and crossings between the United States and Canada. The White House adding that Trudeau promised quick action to enforce laws and restore the open passage of crossing between the two countries. USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Alaroot. It's official. Inflation is at its highest level since the 1980s, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. What most people don't know is that it's actually much worse. Inflation may be higher now than the 1980s since the new measurements exclude food and energy. Gas prices up 58%, energy up 33%. What can you do about it? Protect yourself and your family. Only gold, silver, and other hard assets give you true protection. My friends at Tangible Investments guarantee the absolute lowest price on precious metals. Check them out at TII1.com or call 800-384-41. Tangible Investments has 40 years of experience and billions, that's with a B, billions in transactions. Call 800-384-41 if you want help with gold, silver, platinum. They guarantee you the best prices plus excellent service. Call Tangible Investments now, 800-384-41 or visit TII1.com. They also provide free verbal appraisals. The black nationalist accused of running over and killing six people during a Christmas parade in Wisconsin is pleading not guilty. Daryl Brooks Jr. entering his plea to all 77 charges he's facing in connection with the November attack in Waukesha. Included in those 77 charges are six homicide counts, over 60 counts of reckless endangerment, and other charges. Brooks would spend the rest of his life in prison if convicted of one homicide charge. He'll be in court again on March 11th. NASA is showing off two photos from the new James Webb Space Telescope that launched last Christmas. The photos are indicators that the telescope is operational and set to begin its mission. The initial exercise included the telescope taking more than 1,500 photos, which provided reportedly stunning photos. Webb is meant to see deeper into space and in better detail than any previous telescope. USA Radio News.
All right, back live on your radio. Sam Bushman, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Six days a week, we tell the tale of freedom. On the seventh, we rest as the good Lord commands us to do. Americans move to Texas, Florida, Alabama, Tennessee is, <laughs> I guess, remote work. More work from home, whatever you want to call it, is going on. Annual National Movers study showing, hey, People are just moving everywhere, man. New jobs means that people are willing to relocate. 32% of those who moved wanted to be closer to family, they say. That makes sense to me, does it to you? See, as I mentioned, Americans are really trying to do what's right, trying to rein in their out-of-control government, trying to hold uh, accountability. They say priorities and lifestyle choices are shifting because of the pandemic. Right? Meanwhile, the number of Americans who moved for jobs or for a new job or whatever job transfer, whatever, marks a significant decrease from 2015. When more than 60% cited a job or a job transfer as their main reason uh, to relocate. That's interesting. Now that people have job choice, they're simply bailing for jobs that where they can work from home, jobs where they can move where they want, jobs that have flexibility in their day-to-day uh, work-life balance and everything else, right? They say remote work paves the way for a move in American or North American van lines. Reports are estimating that 20% more Americans moved in 2021 compared to 2020 because of new remote work opportunities. Think about that. They say that an estimated a ton of Americans to relocate. Now, listen to this, because I find this fascinating in the study as well. In addition to wanting to leave, quote, high-density areas to avoid contracting COVID-19, See, everybody wants to, like, move to the rural and social distance for real, don't they? (laughs) But they say many Americans are moving due to the transformation of how we're able to work with more flexibility to work remote, said Michael Stoll. He's a public policy professor and economist at UCLA. And uh, he's really talking about a recent study also by what's called uh, Sequoia Surveys of 423 leaders of mainly California-based tech companies. Now listen to this. Found that more than half now will allow their employees to permanently relocate to a new state. This was not doable or possible until COVID hit. And those businesses didn't plan to adjust salaries to reflect differences in the cost of living or the labor market. That's really telling because these executives could say, well, you're going to move to a less expensive state. We're going to pay you less money. They're not doing that to the employees and good for them. 
Because what people want to do is they want to move to a rural area, to a less expensive place, because they're trying to get ahead. In the current system, you could live in San Francisco or the Bay Area or, you know, Silicon Valley or whatever you want to say, Cupertino where Apple is and all this stuff, right? You could move there, but you could make three hundred grand a year and it isn't much money because it's so dang expensive to live there. <laughs> they say since many, especially tech companies, will allow their employees to work remotely even after the end of the pandemic, we're starting to see Americans moving away from San Francisco and other, quote, high-volume, expensive areas, folks. They're leaving, right? Since they can keep their jobs and, in most cases, keep their salaries, they move to a more affordable area. For instance, let me give you this example. In the San Francisco Bay Area, as I just mentioned, right? There are about 500 homes currently for sale. And they say, hey, nobody can buy them. People just cannot afford them. Right? That's interesting to me. So if you take the comparison, one out of every 300 households can buy a house uh, in San Francisco, one out of every 300 plus. Every 134 households is the equivalent in Austin, Texas to compare. Thus, people in the Austin metro area are much more likely to become homeowners. That's right. That makes sense, right? They say with teleworking or remote working expected to continue, even after the end of the pandemic, we anticipate that more people will be doing the same. What is that? Moving to less expensive areas. Some move but stay in state. Showing more Americans are migrating to the south. That's also consistent with data provided by the NAR. I don't know what that is. They say the data shows that most of the areas that experienced the migration increase or influx of people, the gains in 2021, were located in the Sun Belt region, Florida, Arizona, Texas, South Carolina, and North Carolina. Many simply packed up the moving van to relocate to another community in the same state. Yeah, they say inbound to Florida is increasing as well. It's just amazing. They say the influx compared to the outflux to Florida is a 30% differential, or 34% on the average differential. That's a lot, folks. In Texas, inbound moves topped outbound moves by 31%. And inbound moves beat outbound moves. Uh, on average, of 23%. Arizona, 28%. 25% North Carolina. Um, wow. The Sun Belt states are more affordable and generally have lower tax burdens. That's significant. 
and strong, strong, strong job growth. Yeah. The other reason this is interesting here is you d- drill all the way down into the story. They say this. Vaccines also lead to moves. People moved out of fear of the pandemic. They didn't want to be isolated in big cities. People didn't want to be forced to be vaccinated. Yeah, they moved out of fear of being isolated, quarantined. They didn't want to be far from family. See, when things get tough, people gravitate towards family. They gravitate towards friends. Americans also sought out new communities, they say, because of retirement. Some retired early. A desire from, for a different lifestyle, not to mention cost of living, which we've talked about. However, sadly, there's still a lot of Americans who cannot afford to move. They want to, but they can't afford it, right? Because of the rising costs. Yeah. Costs of mortgages, rents, inflation, and the cost of the ongoing pandemic. Yeah, there's a researcher at Harvard University uh, that is even speaking out about this. See, the more you look into this study, you realize you've got a bunch of universities, a bunch of experts, a bunch of studies that back this all up. All right. There's an assumption that most Americans have figured it all out. But it's totally not the case. Yeah. We see a lot of the data. We see a lot of people moving. A lot of people are making progress. But there's a lot of what we don't see in terms of the challenges faced by households. There's a lot that still remains to be seen. Anyway, pretty interesting. In my opinion, a very, very interesting study. It really documents what's going on. People are a-changing, baby. People are moving. People are trying to get their lives in order. That's the good thing coming out of the pandemic and out-of-control, overreaching, high-taxing government. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips always. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot going on in the world right now, from the truckers, from the scandals. Huh, it's just amazing what's going on. All right, um, there's another article that I want to highlight before the end of the hour here. We talked about Americans are moving to the south, moving to less expensive places, really for family. And I highlighted this reality that Americans are pushing back. Uh, the government's pushing narratives that people are just going, I-, I don't buy it, I don't believe it, I'm not in COVID. Great example. People are going, I'm sick of the masks, they don't work. You tell me to wear a cloth mask, then later, two years later, you tell me, oh, it doesn't really work. Cloth masks don't do the trick. Wait a minute, hold on. You told me 10 days, 14 days uh, to slow the spread and to, you know, flatten the curve. And whoa, two years later, you're still running around acting like I'm the enemy. People are getting sick of it. And they're moving and they're doing everything they can to improve their lives. Everything they can to rein in belligerent, out of control, extreme, hostile, rogue agents in government. Everything they can do to bring their families and loved ones closer to them. They're moving. They're changing. Well, the next big lie by government is peddled by the mainstream press as always, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the headline from USA Today. People haven't just made the planet hotter. We've actually changed the way it rains, they say. Did you know you did that, Cameron? You not only made the planet hotter, buddy, but you changed the way it rains. Got that? All right. <laughs> A USA Today analysis of a century of precipitation data shows how east of the Rockies, more rain is falling in, quote, more intense bursts. You probably noticed a lot of weird weather in 2021, from record-breaking deluges or deluges to tropical storms and everything in between, right? They also mentioned the drought-stricken landscapes due to wildfires, right? The nation seemed to lurch from one weather-related disaster to the next. You're forgiven if you dismiss these uh, elements as unrelated, USA Today says, albeit an unfortunate phenomenon, right? No, they actually share a common bond. Yeah. It's all part of a new, quote, climate reality where supersized rainfalls 
and lengthening droughts have become the norm. Blame global warming. Blame rising temperatures. They don't just make the earth hotter. They've also locked, knocked long-standing precipitation patterns off balance by altering how much water cycles between the earth and the sky. Yes, there have always been erratic weather patterns, but now the heaviest downpours and droughts are much more extreme. They say USA Today revealed in its recent year-long project called Downpour. Check out how a summer of extreme weather reveals a stunning shift in the way rain falls. That trend started almost imperceptibly in the late 20th century as accumulation of earth-warming greenhouse gases reached critical levels in the atmosphere. Now, decades later, those changes are really impossible to ignore. Wow. East of the Rockies, more rain is falling. And it's coming in more intense bursts, ladies and gentlemen. In the West, people are waiting longer to see any rain at all. They're all interconnected, they want you to understand. Why the impact that climate change is having on these persistent weather extremes. Said a guy by the name of Michael Mann, a climatologist at Penn State University. He's also an author of a book called The New Climate War. Ooh, think about that. The New Climate War. They say it's not a contradiction to have huge floods, us unprecedented floods, and unprecedented heat waves. That's not a contradiction. And droughts at the same time. See how rainfall has changed in your community. The majority of Americans have experienced firsthand the impacts of these, quote, shifting precipitation patterns. Have you noticed that firsthand, folks? Take this past summer alone. In just over one week in June, a deluge dropped seven inches of rain. In Detroit, swamping highways, stranding motorists. Yeah. It broke 136 daily rainfall records, in fact. Yeah, they had a storm set during five states along the Mississippi River that were out of control, they say. Tropical storm. Uh, what do they call these? Um Cloudettes, is that what they're called? Huh, I haven't seen that before. They say soaked a swath of the south, flooding homes in Louisiana and Alabama, where it dropped up to eight inches of rain and claimed 14 lives. Meanwhile, the drought stricken west grappled with soaring temperatures that shattered century old records prompting heat warnings, and ultimately killed over a couple of hundred people. Wow. 
a dozen states, including Iowa, Ohio, and Rhode Island, well, that's a weird swath, saw five of their ten wettest years in history over the past two decades. Michigan experienced uh, six since 2008 of these kind of extreme events alone. At the opposite extreme, including or eight states, including five in the West, had at least three rec- record uh, breaking years of drought. That's double what's expected based on historical patterns. See how long this article is where they're talking about, hey, people haven't just made the planet hotter. They're making whole patterns of rain and drought and the whole system. It's changing. We've changed the way it rains. You want to see what's happening near you? They say they've got a searchable database where you can do that. You want to learn more about the science behind the changing rainfalls, ladies and gentlemen, and the trends? <clears throat> you can do that. They've got it all for you. They say greenhouse gases and methane are the blame. These gases trap heat and cause the earth to warm. Right? This warming raises temperatures, of course. But it also hastens evaporation and pulls more moisture into the air. You know what that means, don't you? That means more water can fall in the form of rain and snow. At the same time, some scientists are now saying rising temperatures have altered the summertime movement of the jet stream that transports moisture across the country. Weather systems that used to hustle along now get stalled more often, dumping more rain in one place. Yeah. The combination of the weather atmosphere and a slower jet stream has been blamed for fueling the intensity of many of the storms that have flooded dozens of communities across the country and have killed more than 100 people in 2021 alone. The uptick in intense rainfalls threatens hundreds of U.S. sewer systems as states rack up records for rainfall, flooding, droughts, and wildfire. It's becoming clear, they say, our country was built for the climate of the past. Roads, bridges, sewer systems, and entire communities that decades ago seemed safe from any of these problems, fire and floods, etc. Well, they're not anymore. They're now in danger zones. Take any one of these communities. Take any one of the nearly 730 U.S. communities with a so-called combined uh, sewage overflow system. These antiquated networks of underground pipes cannot handle it, folks. They combine rainwater, snow melt, and toilet waste into the same system. In normal conditions, 
Water gets treated before it gets discharged. But with the heavy rains, the systems just simply cannot handle the extra water at all. And by design, they discharge everything, even untreated waste, into rivers, lakes, and even back into people's homes, they say. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. Now listen to this. They all together spilled 850 billion gallons of raw sewage into the open water system in 2004 alone. Oh, my goodness. That was the last time the government estimated it. But now the warming planet is producing heavier and more frequent storms in the same regions of the country where these systems in the Midwest, Mid-Atlantic, and Northeast states, these communities who even have upgraded their sewers to try to deal with it just cannot handle these deluges. Detroit, for example, has already spent $1.4 billion to fix its combined sewer system, but the city's discharged nearly 5 billion gallons. It's just insane, man, of raw sewer or raw sewage into their water. It is crazy town going on. Now, (laughs) I've really highlighted this story uh, to ab nauseum, if you will, to some degree. But I wanted to highlight to you how they go on and on and on and on about this stuff. And you're all to blame, ladies and gentlemen. You, you're at fault. And they want you to believe that we got to put our arm, our trust in the arm of flesh to solve it. That's a lie. You can't run around in fear and you can't think we can do it on our own. You got to turn to God Almighty, ladies and gentlemen. These crazy weather realities are because the people are sinning. And God is trying to stir us up in remembrance of Him. The sooner we turn to Him, the sooner we'll find answers to the problems. I can promise you that. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. I am Sam Bushman. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live, available at libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts. Wow, I should say continues now. This is the broadcast for February the 12th of the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced 
the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips as you know we reject revolution we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth welcome to the broadcast hope you're all doing fantastic last hour we covered you know what millions and millions and millions of americans are moving because of work changes because of the covid uh, and they're literally looking for a better lifestyle, less expensive places to live. They want to be closer to family. Um, they want open spaces. Uh, anyway, I'll just tell you, it's an amazing, incredible trend. The states that are business friendly, uh, the states that have less abusive rules when it comes to the COVID, uh, more friendly business environments, the all, those are all the states that are winning. The big, extreme liberal states of the Northeast down on the West Coast are losing um, Families, citizens, left and right. Whereas the southern states and some of the Rocky Mountain states gaining uh, population like you would not believe. It's quite startling to see. Uh, anyway, good news on that. We also talked about this climate change article in USA Today. Wanting you to believe that you uh, are the cause. And um, you've actually changed the way it rains. As society uh, experiences continued global warming and i think climate change is real ladies and gentlemen i don't believe it's a lie but what i do believe is they're lying to you about the cause and effect the cause they would say is the fact that you live the fact that you drive a car the fact that you have air conditioning etc etc that you eat meat that you whatever anything you do is causing it there's no way to avoid it you're the cause i don't think that god and humans are enemies they want you to believe that it's government that's got to rein you in because you're the enemy of the earth. They don't talk about God. But I believe the climate's changing. There's no doubt about it. And I believe global warming or global cooling or global change or a climate change, it's all real. Why? Because God uses the weather to punish us if we don't keep his commandments. That's why. And he turns us to remember him. And whenever we have troubles, catastrophes, uh, especially, um, you know, whether it be famine or floods or fires, or we tend to seek God out in those times. So it's a tender mercy of God, really, to change the weather, to bless us. But government wants us to look in all the wrong places for solutions. They want you to turn to government to solve all your problems. Don't do it, folks. Turn to God Almighty. I digress. Our guest has solutions. You know, vote fraud has been one of the biggest issues, what, since the 2020 election? It's really been a bigger issue before that for election cycle after election cycle. It's been a scandal. Most Americans were unaware. But you've heard inklings of it from the Republicans from time to time, the Democrats from time to time. Vote fraud. You can't trust the machines. Hey, what's going on? Uh, recounts. Hanging chads in the 90s. All the way to today. And now it's an open war discussion. You got two camps, those who say vote fraud occurred. And then you got the camp that says did not. Well, the did not folks said vote fraud was real before. Now they're changing their mind, strangely enough. Nevertheless, whatever camp you come from, it is a huge issue in America. And all over the country, there are states trying to remedy the problem. People trying to say, let's get a handle on this. Let's do something different. There's a better way. People going to courts, people going to legislative bodies, people trying to put initiatives on ballots. I mean, it is an epic, epic discussion and issue. And my computer crashed, so I don't have my notes in front of me, ladies and gentlemen. 
So I'm going to do my very best to do this interview without a single note. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I upgraded. I got a brand new computer, and I upgraded it to 2011, and now I just have these random crashes, and my computer doesn't work. And then I basically um, <clears throat> try to work on it, and I take it all off my computer stand and unplug it and, you know, get ready to try to troubleshoot it. And then all of a sudden it boots straight up. No problem. So I don't know what's going on with that. We'll get that fixed. Uh, but in the meantime, we've got a guy by the name of Randy Smith. And Randy has an interesting track record, uh, a professional career as an IT guy. Uh, and as a, uh, well, he deals with digital credit card issues, fraud issues, uh, and the list goes on and on. He's an inventor. He's an entrepreneur. Randy Smith, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Uh, thank you for having me on, Sam. Uh, it's an honor. Did I do your, uh, I don't know, dossier, your, your uh, bio justice? <laughs> like, it's hard to really get into all the details because it's so technical, really. But this is suffice to say you're an entrepreneur and inventor. You've been so your whole life, and you're in the technical field in general, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, entrepreneur, uh, mostly in, in, in the tech space and uh, uh, got an idea for building out a payment network way back in the late 2000s and kind of eventually evolved into building a all mobile payment solution. And and of course, that's that all involves, uh, you know, fraud prevention because you're dealing with people's money. And so that's, you know, and then I've also invented like a, a solution to prevent identity theft which is it's it's really a myth by the way that it needs to exist uh you know banks can't issue a uh uh a loan uh or or your credit file can't be you know if, if it was restricted and you had control of your credit file then um you know then then how would fraud occur identity theft occur so pretty simple but yeah things like that that's that's my background and uh, i know a good deal about tech and software development and such. So catch us up a little bit then how a guy like you in the credit world and the fraud world and the tech world is all of a sudden gone political. What the heck happened, Randy? <laughs> well, it, it wasn't it wasn't just all of a sudden. Uh, you know, I really did, uh, uh, you know, my my dad got me into, uh, he was a early American historian. I mean, he was a real estate developer too, but he was an early American historian and taught me about you know, the founding of our nation and got me into, and he used to listen to Rush Limbaugh daily. And then, and then, uh, you know, come the mid two thousands, I really started looking into it, uh, into politics and just kind of just digging deep on why things are the way they are and how our country and government operates. And so I did try to get into politics to, to fight the big money in politics back in 2013, went to a CPAC in DC, uh, actually met Charlie Kirk when he was just a, just, just him behind the table. Um, and a uh, small six foot table and, and he was, uh, he had just got funded, but, um, yeah, so I, I did, I did, and I've, I've, I've been involved in, in politics, but, you know, honestly, I didn't, I wasn't involved as much as I should have been, uh, in the, in the, in 2010. By the and, way, and, let's and, be and, clear, like the rest of Americans though, there kind of becomes, you know, we're living our lives. We're living in the greatest country on the face of the earth. And, uh, at some point something comes to our attention first a little bit in the back of our minds kind of nudging us and we're like what the heck but you know something's wrong and then it becomes just an out, a full out whoa wait a minute um, yeah something's really absolutely wrong, right? yeah no i mean that's kind of what happened i mean i i i had uh, seen signs obviously 2020 was just 
uh, just just a just an awful year of just watching the uh, you know the, the Marxist communist and the lies just being rolled out and and uh, you know I mean uh, you know I I I kind of spoke out on LinkedIn and had been there for over 10 12 years and and uh, you know spoke out once too many times they locked my account permanently so then I got right back into politics this was in June of uh, uh, 2020 and then I was so I was, I was really on fire. I, I did. I was aware of uh, the mail-in ballot fraud in California. How they they had walked in a quarter million ballots in Orange County to swing seven seats overnight uh, back in the 2018 elections, and uh, and so then when uh, November 4th came along, we all woke up to that reality and and, and saw what happened soon thereafter. Yeah, that 10 p.m. Uh, Donald was up by a lot everywhere, and you go to sleep and you wake right. up and you go, "Hey, man, Joe, he's president." What? Yeah, I know. I, I was like, I was like up at ten thirty, and like, wait, wait, they're shutting down. They're stopping counting. I, like, I've never seen this before. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in my fifties. I'm no young guy. I've been, been there, done that, seen a few elections, and I'm like, wait, that's really, really odd. And, and then to wake up to see like, 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 uh, you know, swings that had happened of, of, of points in the election overnight. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Now, so, let's talk yeah. a little bit about, so you, you woke up, I get it, you, you, you kind of started to say things aren't right, you decided, hey, I got uh, technical knowledge here, and I've got experience in preventing fraud, and Donald yep. and, and everybody around him are uh, alleging fraud, let's dig into this, yes, hey, this does not add up for me as well, and obviously we're going to get into your solutions for this, but before yep. we do, though, I want to I clarify a few things, so you went to a bunch of different places, you put together some technology, and then you ended up at the... Um, I don't know what to call it. The big effort to expose fraud that happened in North Dakota, or I guess it was South Dakota. Oh right? yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, cyber symposium. Um, yeah, I had uh, I, I had uh, attended uh, Reawaken America uh, Anaheim, and uh, which is right around the corner from my house in California, and and I, uh, <laughs> you know, I I, I just want to say that God has had a hand in this whole thing and kind of invited me into this. Um, you know, I, I, I've been a believer since uh, the eighties and, and, uh, and so I just, you know, I, I walk into Rio Lake America and there's Mike Lindell taking pictures and, uh, and it was just, uh, All right, we're going to come back and talk more about this with Randy Smith, ladies and gentlemen, a technologist interested in solutions to prevent vote fraud. We can all get on board with that. Can't we? The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. To leave a message, press 1. To 
change your message, press 7. Hey, Mom, Dad, Mark here. Wow, I love college, really. I never knew living on my own could be so, uh, good for me. Uh... To change your message, press 7. So, here I am at college. It's cool. Well, of course, it's only been a week. To change your message. Hey, it's me. I was just remembering that time I hit my first home run. You know, through the garage window. Thanks for not being mad. No. To check. Hi. Boy, I miss you guys. I miss my room. I miss waking up to warm socks straight from the dryer. Warm socks? Family. Isn't it about time? Hi, it's Mark. Um, love you guys. Uh, I'll call you later. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Randy Smith about vote fraud. He's a technical inventor, entrepreneur, and more. Uh, dealt with the credit systems and vote fraud and everything else, or I should say credit fraud back in the day. Now concerned about vote fraud. Ended up at Mike Lindell's uh, symposium, ladies and gentlemen, watching uh, that all go down. How was that? We get conflicting reports. On one hand, uh, you know, the Mike Lindell folks are saying, oh, it was incredible. Uh, and a lot of technical people coming out of it in the mainstream press going, Mike doesn't even have a clue what he's talking about. It's all bogus. Uh, what gives when you went there? Well, I'll say there's a lot of awesome patriots there and, uh, you know, representatives from across America and um, and, and some serious, uh, seriously smart, uh, cybersecurity experts that were, were, were on it that I talked with. And, and, uh, it, uh, you know, as far as the pivot of no PCAPs <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's, it's, it's kind of hard to understand Now There could have been some political, uh, you know, threats behind the doors that we, we don't know about because they have this, uh, information, uh, or Mike says he has the information, and the data that proves, you know, that there was election fraud and was all captured and we've all heard it all. And, uh, but honestly, what if there is, you know, what if he got a, got a, got an order behind the door, behind the scenes that said, you know, don't share this or, or life's going to be difficult. You know, we don't know who that could have come from. We don't know if that happened. Um, and so they pivoted to kind of, they had some other data they captured and, you know, have it related to Tina Peters and, and, and which is, it's an awful tragedy as well. Uh, what's going on with her, the county clerk in Colorado. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I was not in the, you know, I'm not in the, in, 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 on the red team is or in the inner circle. I was just a guest there and had just met Mike a couple weeks earlier. All right. I know they were supposed to release some hard drive or thumb drive uh, information with data where everybody could really kind of break it down and analyze it themselves and everything else. Did that ever happen? Uh, not to my knowledge. No, did not. Um, they, 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 they kind of pivoted to some other information. It was kind of, uh, interesting, um, to say the least. And that data has not yet ever been released, uh, to my knowledge. Uh, they say they're, you know, again, some, some, I thought I've heard reports like they're just holding on to the information because it, until it gets to the Supreme court, but you know, I mean, and, and my I, response I, to that is yeah. they're never going to get to the Supreme court though. The courts have proven to be enemies of the people. 
Uh, yep. They won't even they won't even take this on. So I, I don't mean to be offensive to those who say that. I appreciate that they're holding on to hope, but at the same time, I'm not buying it. I don't get it. I don't agree. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath either, which is uh, kind of part of my solution that we can because, get into. Because in a if they're going to threaten you to shut up and you can't even articulate this to journalists and the American people, at what point would the courts stand up and do what's right? You think the courts? Let's say Mike and crew were threatened with, hey, don't share this information, so they pivot. Uh, what happens if we get to the courts? You think the courts are going to be like, yeah, they shut down Mike, but I'm I'm going to take him on, you know? Uh, yeah, they're not fraudsters. yeah, I don't know. Look, they they're going to intimidate court justices way easier than they're going to intimidate Mike Lindell. That's true. That's true. They got to have a heck of a lot of courage. Might be so the last I, thing I, they do. I'm just not buying <laughs> that the career moguls at the Supreme Court have more balls, if you will, or more mojo <laughs> than Mike Lindell would have. I'm just not going to buy that Mike caves, but the court will stand strong. I'm not going to buy it. It's not true. Yeah, you know, I mean, I agree. I, 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 I'm not holding my breath. I'm an innovator, and my solutions that I've always come up with are ones that, you know what, when the system's not working, you got to reinvent the system, and you have to work around uh, the, 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 the moguls, the problems, um, because if you don't, you're just not going to get around them. You, you have to just redo things and, 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 and make things- them, you know, so, yeah. One of the things I think could make the most difference is this. You know, what they want to do is they want to prosecute the criminals for vote fraud. The problem with that scenario is if you admit any guilt right this second, you're going to have to admit going admit guilt going back for decades. You're going to have to get your, the expose is going to be so great. It's going to really jolt confidence in the system all the way to the core. And so one of the ways to go about this in my mind is to say, look, we're not going to blame anybody. We're just going to tell you the current system is not reliable, is not stable, is not trustworthy, and simply is not transparent to the satisfaction of we the people. And therefore, we are going to change the game. We're going to put a system in place that will build our trust, that will build our confidence, that will be transparent, that will be double, triple, checkable, if you will. And you know what? We're going to move forward with that. No harm, no foul here. Not because I don't want criminals to be prosecuted, but because... I don't know that there's any other way forward. They won't give up the information. Lives are on the line. The criminals will not back down. And so we're just going to have to simply say, hey, we're going to dismiss that whole scenario in an effort to put a plan in place that you can't manipulate. Um, is that a wise course? You know, I, th- I think it is the way forward because, you know, otherwise it's just going it, it, to, they're going to keep on just, Unless you give a, a you know a, a way out for the criminals, and <laughs> your definition of who the criminal is uh, can be quite broad, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I mean, I I, I see the yeah, and it's uh, broad on purpose because I don't know who they are and I don't know who done it how yet, right? Oh, no, we don't. We I, I think it's so, been done by a lot of people, and, but but I also think that you know that our state legislatures and and and, and uh, you know are responsible. And have the authority to, you know, to pass our laws, our election laws. So if they pass laws and they have laws that are not securing our vote and are not not uh, I mean, they're the current laws with mail in ballots and the way they're done with signatures and the outside of the envelope. And, you know, I mean, it's identity theft risk, number one. But I mean, there's just it's just. Yeah. So you got to have amnesty. I think an amnesty bridge is 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 important. But that bridge only lasts unless you work and move forward 
towards embracing a actual secure and transparent and just new solution. And isn't that exactly how the IRS treats us? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, they I, say I, we'll give yeah, you forgiveness. Yeah. We'll we'll build a bridge for you there, but you better come I, uh, fully transparent, fully accountable, fully on the record under penalty of perjury. You know, we're going to let the past go, but, buddy, you better fly right right now. And this is your one chance, baby. Yeah, you know, and honestly, yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, you know, back in the 90s, I remember I think I owed like three or $4,000 back taxes, and, like, I called up the IRS and talked to them, and they're like, I go, like, I don't have any money. It's like, it's like they're like, well, okay, we can put you on a payment plan. I'm like, hundred bucks a month or seventy. It was like over three years. I'm like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> I mean, so it's not they're not all. It's not. It, it's it's reasonable. You just need something reasonable that that uh, that people can work with because we we can't stay with what we got. I mean, it's illegal. It's unconstitutional. It's corrupt. It's you know our our, our voice is, is 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 as citizens with our vote is is has been extinguished. Amen to that. And the reason that I, I highlight it like this is to give people your background, to let people know kind of how you came up and came into this thing, uh, to highlight what you know is working and what's not working to date. Right now, we don't have a single solution on the table that is 100% workable. Some would say let's return to paper ballots entirely. I'm one of those guys. But yet in our modern realm, that's very difficult to do because everything's done remotely, because uh, people uh, and pandemics and everything can't gather, can't meet, can't this, can't that. And that's been their excuses a lot to change the game where there's not really custody of ballots. So we've got to generate a way to say, let's have paper ballots, but yet let's yep. add a technical component to it in a way that deals with modern society, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, you know, we, 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 we should embrace, uh, yeah, big tech, kind of uh, caused some of the problems so you know i don't I, I i trust the voting machines as far as i can throw them um that they're not uh, there's not backdoors in they're not they're not capable of switching votes and you know i mean where's the forensic examination on, on these machines you know how come this hasn't happened um but yeah paper is uh is, is simple straightforward uh you know that's what my solution is based upon is adding uh, uh security measures and technology that's conventional um that's already proven that we already all use to log into our bank accounts or, you know, there's cameras at the, in banks and, 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 uh, and over top of uh, casino tables that does catch, you know, fraud and cheaters. All right, we're going to take a break here in a second. When we get back, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to drill into Randy Smith's solution here. What we all want is paper ballots because we believe that they're not fudgeable. Uh, they're the ultimate in transparency. They're the ultimate in local control. Uh, they're the ultimate in recount, if necessary. Uh, they're the ultimate for people to view and understand, uh, you know, hey, this counts valid. I'm personally one of the guys that want paper ballots, and then I want them to basically uh, swear that the count's right on penalty of perjury. That's what the IRS does when they want to count my dollars. Isn't that good enough for them, too? All right, but anyway, with Randy Smith, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about VoterKeyCard.com. It's his solution to this problem. And what I like about it is many people talk about the problems and go on and on and on and on, but how many people actually have the technical skills and know-how to put a solution in place that could actually work? Restoring transparency and accountability, huh? We're going to talk to more talk more about it with him in seconds on your radio. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Biden is set to speak with Russian President Vladimir Putin on Saturday. This as a Russia invasion of Ukraine could be imminent. We encourage all American citizens who remain in Ukraine to depart immediately. We want to be crystal clear on this point. Any American in Ukraine should leave as soon as possible and in any event in the next 24 to 48 hours. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan also calling it an urgent situation. The White House says President Biden is on the side of Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and they've been talking about the ongoing blockade of key bridges and crossings between the United States and Canada. The White House adding that Trudeau promised quick action to enforce laws and restore the open passage of crossing between the two countries. USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Alaroot. It's official. Inflation is at its highest level since the 1980s, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. What most people don't know is that it's actually much worse. Inflation may be higher now than the 1980s since the new measurements exclude food and energy. Gas prices up 58%, energy up 33%. What can you do about it? Protect yourself and your family. Only gold, silver, and other hard assets give you true protection. My friends at Tangible Investments guarantee the absolute lowest price on precious metals. Check them out at TII1.com or call 800-384-41. Tangible Investments has 40 years of experience and billions, that's with a B, billions in transactions. Call 800-384-41 if you want help with gold, silver, platinum. They guarantee you the best prices plus excellent service. Call Tangible Investments now, 800-384-41 or visit TII1.com. They also provide free verbal appraisals. The black nationalist accused of running over and killing six people during a Christmas parade in Wisconsin is pleading not guilty. Daryl Brooks Jr. entering his plea to all 77 charges he's facing in connection with the November attack in Waukesha. Included in those 77 charges are six homicide counts, over 60 counts of reckless endangerment, and other charges. Brooks would spend the rest of his life in prison if convicted of one homicide charge. He'll be in court again on March 11th. NASA is showing off two photos from the new James Webb Space Telescope that launched last Christmas. The photos are indicators that the telescope is operational and set to begin its mission. The initial exercise included the telescope taking more than 1,500 photos, which provided reportedly stunning photos. Webb is meant to see deeper into space and in better detail than any previous telescope. USA Radio News. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, Randy Smith with me, ladies and gentlemen, VoterKeyCard.com. I wanted you to understand his credentials. I wanted you to understand that he's gone to the symposiums. He's gone to the places where people are talking about and working on vote fraud. And frankly, sadly, I don't see a lot of solutions out there. Randy has brought me the solution that I think and believe could actually work. <laughs> and nobody else, I mean, everybody else says, yeah, we're going to go back to paper ballots. I agree. Yeah, we got to have video cameras over the tables. Yeah, we got to this, we got to that. And those efforts are great. Sadly, in modern day society, I don't think it's enough. And I think that the enemies of liberty, the big tech folks and governments and fraudsters and whatever, 
they're not going to allow us to just go back to a redneck system, even though it might work. Okay, they're going to say we're in the digital age and we've got to stay here. Uh, and so how do we build a solution uh, that can deal with all that? Randy, that's kind of where you come in. You spent a lot of time on this. Um, tell us how you, one, developed it, and then, and then two, where you're at in the uh, ability to actually roll it out. Yep. Sounds good, Sam. Um, so, yeah, go back to November 4th, and I was just, you know, we were in, in the days after, we're seeing poll workers getting kicked out and uh, of uh, election offices where they're tallying votes, and they're, they're oh, it stands six, stand 60 feet back. You know, I, I was a poll observer, I should say. Uh, how should How are they going to? do anything with standing outside or or 60 feet back they're not um and so i was like uh you know exactly i was thinking like well god i, I you know i praying to god i said i got a fraud you gave me these skills and understanding how to prevent fraud and event solutions please show me a way to you know to kind of how do we stop it and instantly i got the thought in my head well casinos have cameras over every table to catch cheaters so why can't we do that with our votes? And so that's kind of where it started. And, uh, you know, that from that basic concept and move forward. And, uh, you know, a few weeks later, uh, I was thinking on, uh, you know, just digging into, uh, you know, just elections. And because honestly, I, uh, you know, I didn't know all that much uh, about our election system, not the process, not, you know, how it works, you know, by, you know, by, through our constitution and, and state laws, but, but, and so, and then I thought like, well, we got to clean out the voter rolls too. And, you know, and, and we got to have a way to, to make sure that people are who they say they are. And, and it just, it, it kind of hit me like, well, you know, our, our banking system, our banking system still works pretty good. still pretty secure. We've got, you know, encrypted end in encrypted uh, uh, bank card technology that, you know, in uh, pins um, for our debit cards, and you have to, you know, log in. You get a six-digit code sent to your phone when you log in. You know, to prevent. Yeah, you got you know, multi-factor authentication going on, ladies exactly. and gentlemen. I know it's a little bit of a pain, but the fact is, it works. That's right. So, so my question is, again, so, so just like the, uh, you know, over the, the cameras over the casino tables. Well, if we're doing it and it works. Um, with in our banking industry, why can't we be doing this with our votes? You know, why can't why, why can't we do this to protect our votes? So uh, not long after, I came up with a solution that was basically uh, one where you have to have a voting pin um, to be able to, along with what I call a voter key card, uh, that is could be just like a bank card. And I've already built you know, the demos of that and you know the the uh, prototype technology, but. Um, to where you can't vote without it. And this would be agnostic. You know, I designed it because to be agnostic, uh, uh, despite, um, when I say, uh, uh, of the uh, uh, form of the ballot. So it could be paper ballots, mail-in ballots, um, voting by machine. I don't want the machines. I don't and, want mail-in. And let's, and let's but, be clear about this. The reason that you're saying it's agnostic is because you can plug your solution in wherever a municipality, a state, a precinct, a yep. whatever decides to go, uh, your preference would be paper ballots, obviously. But what you're saying yep. is your technology can be plugged in anytime, anywhere to uh, create transparency and accountability, right? Yeah, yeah, on the front end. So it's like it's like you'd have to have – you'd have to – so here's how it works. So 
you as a voter would register. We'd verify you're a living citizen and a legal resident in your state, county, and city. And then that would determine, obviously, your ballot um, that you're going to be voting in your precincts and so on and so forth. But then, so then before election, uh, then, then, then just before the election, you'll be sent a voter key card, uh, which is like a bank card. Or if the states want to save money and as a backup, you'll have a mobile version, which is a QR, a unique one-time use QR code which everybody's used QR codes nowadays, right? Not, not rocket science. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it, there is rocket science behind that technology, so to speak, but, but as far as using them, it's pretty simple. And then, and then you get a, a, a unique yeah, one-time it's kind of like your card voting, just works. voting pin. Yeah. You get a voting pin. So you have a, yeah, yeah absolutely. So you have a, so you can't, you, you could apply the voting pin, but you, it's, here's the key. You have to log back into your uh, voter registration site or our, identity verification re-verification site that you've already proven your identity you log back in you get these credentials that you um you would need to apply the voting pin would have to be written onto the ballot because at the end of the day when we're counting by paper ballots in our transparent vote tally system you the, if it's a paper ballot that we're i mean a mail-in ballot that we're counting it can't be counted without that voting pin it won't it won't even it won't even be, uh, allow it to be accepted. And this is the key, ladies and gentlemen, to make sure that you really have one ballot to one pin or one voter, uh, and that can't be fudged or forged. The, look, the bottom line is you've got this unique identifier to every ballot. That's what we don't have now, right? Yeah, I mean, well, we, the, the, <laughs> we, we, yeah, you're right. We do not. And so on the ballot, just to be clear, your name wouldn't be on there. Uh, you'd have a unique ballot ID number that would be on the ballot and then a unique uh, bar, uh, a ballot uh, QR code as well. So when you scan that in, it, 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 which is this is kind of conventional anyway. This is kind of like a Mark Fincham's ballot, right? Uh, you know, in, in, in functionality, we, we already built our own version of it, not with all the you know, sophistication of, of, of watermarks and you know, UV lighted security measures and you know, stuff you know, uh, you know, woven into the uh, ballots, but we, we built the, uh, uh, the, the base core of it, which is having a unique ballot ID that's in a database that, you know, if, if you scan it, you can't, you can't create a fake one, plus you have to have the pin that matches. So, so that kind of sets it up. So if you've done your voter, voter roll cleaning well, um, and so that only living citizens and legal residents are voting, then the, they, they'll have their voting pin and their, their voter key card, a mobile version, or their card. Now, that's on the side of the citizen voting. Uh, they'd be vetted. They'd be keyed to unique identifiers that could guarantee the custody of the ballot uh, and the legitimacy of the ballot caster. How does it look on the election side of the equation, sir? Sure, sure. So, so then, um, you know, each state and counties can be a little different. I mean, some states are looking to go all paper ballot, right? Let's, you know, and, and if they, they are, they do that, that'd be great. Um, but, but my thought is that, well, we want to insert, you know, uh, election integrity and, and, and security, uh, regardless of the form factor of the ballot. So uh, how they're going to vote. So, so when you, when you go into vote, if it's whether it be, you know, they're like, oh, we got to use this dominion sheets or at least allow them because we're under a contract. They can't get out. Well, fine. You go vote by that, but then you get a paper ballot uh, printed out. I mean, my my thing would be that you would each each voter, each citizen would get a copy of their ballot after 
they would double review it if they're going to vote by paper. I mean, I mean, vote uh, by machine and then get, and review that paper ballot before they hand it in to be counted. Because with my system, all ballots are, you know, all the all the all the uh, vote counting is is manual vote tally under a public live stream camera. Now the beauty of the public live stream camera, ladies and gentlemen, is not only can you have vote watchers that swear under penalty of perjury on site. You could literally have a sheriff or a law enforcement professional or somebody who could kind of monitor uh, the details of, of what's happening on the ground there. But now everybody could log in and literally see the vote count happening, right? Yeah, that's right. Over a high-def camera, over focused over the top of a, a vote tally table, you have a paper, the paper ballot uh, next to the uh, a tally tablet, which uh, the ballot would, you know, you know, match the uh the electronic if you had an electronic version which uh i have another idea for uh you know having a paper vote tally as well uh you know a version if 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 we're not going to do an electronic tally tablet and i I can explain why that might be a wrinkle in 2022 uh it's still doable but but nevertheless um you have a live stream camera that's uh where it's connected to our virtual poll watcher app. And this is all we, we build our, our, our alpha technology uh, platform. And, uh, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a second. But, but basically, uh, yeah, the virtual poll watchers can flag any inaccurate vote they see. And imagine, lock the, uh, imagine accountability and transparency, ladies and gentlemen. Randy Smith with me, voterkeycard.com. There are solutions, baby. Are we willing as a society to embrace them? The ultimate question, ain't it? Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be, they would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. 
That's American-Heritage.org. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Smith, entrepreneur, technology expert, solution creator, entrepreneur, and solution founder on your radio voter keycard.com to learn more. So we're talking about how, hey, you know what? Vote fraud seems to be an unsolvable problem if you listen to all the ranting, talking heads and stuff. But it is not unsolvable. Well, that's a lie. You look at the banking industry and look at the casino industries, and they both literally shut down fraud. And they've done it very effectively. Put that together with multi-factor authentication, uh, and you've got a real solution. Well, Randy has put this in place, voterkeycard.com, and he's saying, hey, if you have cameras on the voting tables, uh, you can use paper ballots and have a digital system mirroring it. You can have literally vote cams. Is that what you call them? <laughs> anyway, you can have vote cams, ladies and gentlemen, sure. where everybody can watch the vote go down and make sure that it's uh, on the up and up. You can hit a button if you feel like, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, Larry's magic over there. He used his left hand to swap out whatever. Uh, and you can put an alert on it, but people can watch it physically. You could have law enforcement or those involved. You could have under penalty of perjury. Uh, but this digital side of things could really give you the ability to, with multi-factor authentication, have a voter key card. And this key card then can make sure it's really you to make sure that your vote's really legitimate and only counted once, only in the area that it's authorized for. And this technology really can come to the table. Now, you've actually been cruising around the country literally showing this technology to people, right? Yeah, yeah. We debuted a, um, a mock election at Reawaken America Phoenix. We were voting a uh, mock election for a favorite U.S. president of all time. By the way, President Trump won again, as he did in 2020 and 2016. I would have voted for George Washington myself. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot. Of, he was number two. He was number two, absolutely. And uh, but yeah, so so yeah, I had the you know basically the whole all the features, you know the uh, identity verification. I mean, we uh, you know for states with voter ID, which I think they should all have voter ID, but. But bottom line is we even had a solution where we we had a mock driver's license. We're scanning that, the barcode of that. And, 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 you know, I mean, eventually there's so many things. We, we need to scan driver's licenses as well because um, to verify the identity because, I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, how do you tell a va fake ID from a real, from a, from a real one um, if, it's, uh, if it's really done well? I mean, without scanning it, because there's a, there's a, there's a, in a real ID, there's a chip in there that is non-clonable and non-readable, and only the DMV has that has that actual can verify it if you scan against it. So, so these kind of things that you know that's how they're going to cheat. If you shut down every avenue, uh, most every other avenue to cheat, they're going to they're going to just you know the guys who are cheating, uh, they're going to they're going to pump their money in there. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I understand that every single item could be hacked, could be manipulated individually. But when you start to put all these factors together, they call it multi-factor authentication in the in the IT world. I know a little bit about it, IT myself. Uh, it's the multi-factor reality that makes it literally virtually impossible to fake. Uh, and this technology is getting better and smarter and more agile and more adaptable and easier to use every second. And so if you put the banking right. industry together with the casino industry together, and then you apply that to vote integrity and a vote integrity project, if you will, you're getting somewhere. 
And when you got a guy like Randy Smith that has put this together and said, hey, votorkeycard.com to learn about all the technology and what I'm doing. And then you got a guy like that touring the country showing impracticality on the ground, how it really works, how you would interface with it, what it means. Uh, you take away the voodoo of something you don't understand and it's technology. You go, okay, I've used that before. Of course. Okay. I've, yeah, I've, I've done that. And pretty soon these 50 things that sound high tech complicated, pretty much you go, Maybe I don't know everything about it, but it's kind of like my car. It just works. I mean, I don't need to know everything about my something transfer something or my fuel injection. What I just know that I get in here and I turn on the key, baby, and that thing, you know, I drive it around. It's great. And, and we don't need to know everything about everything, but we need to be able to have it interface with us in an easy-to-understand uh, UI, user interface, yeah. if you will, to where we can say, hey, I have confidence in this because I've got confidence in my bank. I've got confidence uh, in this or that other vid, uh, digital technology. Uh, now, how is it going in terms of one thing is showing the American people about it and educating. The other one, though, is actually getting it uh, in places where it will be seriously uh, considered for use. How's that process going? Um, well, I do want to get into that, but I did want to just nail down the last part of the solution because it, sure. it's right in line with, you know, I, I, I first I thought to call. Uh, you know, uh, Sheriff Mack, and then I got a hold of you, and then we talked. And you're like, wow, because because I I, I see that citizens and and uh, and sheriffs or police officers, local police officers, should be uh, you know have a hand in, in, in law enforcement of uh, you know, to to uh, get uh, you know uh, voter fraud out. And so my solution. So just to explain that you have live stream camera over the table, and it's nonstop. You could have three or four tables per uh, per precinct. I want to keep it. You know, why do we need to move the paper ballots out of the local precinct, right? Just move them on a table, have them, you know, and then randomly distributed to one of the four or five tables, you know, that can count two, three hundred ballots a day or whatever. Uh, you know, and so basically you're going to um, – the, the, the live stream broadcaster is connected to a virtual poll watcher app, which they can flag any, you know, any virtual poll watcher can flag it. Now it's hooked to your big screen TV at home, or they could be uh, big screens in the in, in, at the actual polling location or, or – and 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 so people could just you know they could they could flag their they could watch their own vote being counted now only they would know it's their vote because they could see the ballot id maybe um and, and recognize that it's theirs but but bottom line is um that if 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 uh, uh if it got flagged a few times i would say three strikes and it free, it freezes the ta uh, the the vote tally at that table and they can only have to it's uh, you know they'd have to review the ballot and then they, uh, uh, that's when the sheriff and the election official get called over. The sheriff would say, put their finger on the, on, on, on the ballot and say, and then read out loud and say, it says Donald Trump. And, uh, and, and then inform the election official that, you know, hey, it's, a, it's, it's against the law to intentionally mismark this ballot. So what are you going to do? You know, so that's, that's kind of the, the end game is we need to take, like you said, Justice is not happening with our audits. We've there's been supplied ample evidence, affidavits across the nation um, of, of mass voter fraud took place, but but we're not seeing justice. And so we need to take switch things up and, and make sure that the justice happens in, in real time. It's a real time adjudication. All right, I agree. And, you know, why you say, why law enforcement, Sam? You know, hey, the cops are bad guys. Why don't we? Well, first off, we back the true blue. We want to get rid of the bad apples as well. But, you know, we do believe that there are good people who are elected who do play 
um, a peace officer role. Their job is to protect and defend, right? Their job is yep. to serve. Their job is to, okay, and we can use these people to help us with accountability. And when the law is being broken, what do you do? You bring in those who uphold the law. And that's what they have proposed to. here. Yeah, and the law enforcement—that's their—that's their oath of duty. They have to actually enforce the law, uh, right then. So if it's a state law, that's their job, that's their duty. And if they don't, well, then you still got you know in-person uh, witnesses and, and virtual witnesses uh, that can attest and, and give an affidavit and say, hey, this law enforcement officer was not enforcing the law. <laughs> so he's then he's going to be in hot water. So it's it's I think it's the exact formula, you know, that we need to uh, to execute. Uh, 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 you know, just elections. So, but yeah, I mean, I wanted to get it back into the, uh, uh, you know, kind of your question was uh, about getting rollout and, and, and where we're at, right? Yeah. Where are we at in terms of getting real traction on this? Sure. So, you know, I've been, I've been out there in the last uh, six months and, you know, uh, once I had my, uh, my solution pretty much full baked and talking to, you know, going to different events, trying to talk to different uh, legislators, you know, cyber symposium and other, Reawake America events and just, you know, on phone calls, emails, you know, just networking. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I am honestly at a point where we do need, this is, this is the, what I see is that we need a solution. We need this solution, but it, it needs to be, um, how can, how can America, if they don't know a solution exists, that's not being presented by the top conservative media such as like a Steve Bannon or a Mike Lindell or, or a Charlie Kirk or, you know, some, anybody, anyone speaking out for true election integrity, how come they're not talking about solutions? I mean, I've reached out to all of them and I, you know, honestly, I haven't heard anything back. So, but how can America, if they don't know about this solution, how can they, how can they call up their lawmakers and say, Hey, you need to take a look at this. So right now, it's an exercise in education of the American people. Uh, the American people then need to go to their precincts and say, hey, there are solutions. We need to acquaint these public officials with these solutions, and we need to help them really understand that this is a viable opportunity for real transparent change, for real accountability for once. Uh, are we going to do that or not in America? It's kind of the crossroads we're at, right, Randy? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been, like I said, I've been trying to talk to directly to lawmakers in Arizona that, you know, like uh, gals like Kelly Townsend. Uh, I've, I've tried to, you know, uh, you know, which which they're truly in Mark uh, Mark Fincham that they look like they're truly trying to give their best efforts. But honestly, I mean, they're, 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 they are just politicians. And where are they getting these ideas? Well, they're getting some ideas probably from the outside, um, you know, citizens. But um, but at the end of the day. You know, if we don't have, I don't see these election reforms as being um, that they're that they're 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 putting in place. They're not going to stop most of the fraud. So we're going to end up back with rigged elections and non-trustworthy elections if we don't implement the solutions of a uh, you know transparent vote tally and, and a voter key card and voting pin. And Randy, to be very clear, the real danger we face is if they put a few things in place that are not adequate to solve the problem. And then those fail, then the American people are going to lose faith in it altogether if we're not careful. We've got a chance to build trust and accountability here. And if we misfire on this, after a while, people are just going to say, well, government can never get it right. They're simply not capable of it, period. I don't believe that's true, but I believe that's what, if we're not very careful, we start to get that jaded, don't we? 
We we do, but you know we this is okay. So so we we've seen the truckers up in Canada, right? Saying enough is enough. You know we don't trust you. We don't we we want our medical freedom. Well, you know it's not all as together different with what we're facing in, in in both in our election system. I mean, yeah, obviously it's corrupt. It's easy to cheat in. It's insecure. But but if we don't have our government representatives actually trying to fix the problem and say and not saying oh well we can't fix it this in 2022. We got we, we That's just too hard. We can't do it. There's, there's just too, too much political backlash. That's a bunch of hogwash. So what we need is uh, we need the citizens to rise up and, uh, you know, politely inform their uh, state legislated, you know, their reps and say, hey, there is a solution and point to my site. I know that's you right. know, we'll, kind, we'll you never, know, kind of self-serving, we'll never... but yeah. We'll never cover enough in an hour uh, on this because it's just a deep topic, ladies and gentlemen. But Randy's going to give you a couple of websites where you can learn about all that he's talking about. You can get a hold of him and ask questions. You can uh, partner with him to bring this to your local precincts, etc. The websites are, sir? Yep, voterkeycard.com. And I just launched fix2022.com. Fix2022.com is giving a voice and uh, giving citizens a voice in our elections. Randy Smith, thanks so much for your time, sir. We'll have you back as this thing progresses. Thank you, Sam. Thanks for having me on. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen, doing a phenomenal job. There are solutions, ladies and gentlemen. You just got to tap into the people that have them, and you got to work with them, and you got to make a difference. Why Mike Lindell? Why some of these other leaders aren't doubling down on these opportunities? I don't know. They know about it. Hey, man, you know what? Randy went to the symposium with Mike Lindell. But all we hear at the top, if you will, is crickets. My big question is, why? God save the Republic of the United States of America.